Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, y'all. I'm Joe Tower, and you're listening to Tales of Male Folly, a storytelling podcast. Every episode, we bring you one new story, recorded live at one of our shows of the same name, held every other month at the Virgil Bar in Los Angeles. Each show is a lineup of four dudes tasked with sharing a personal story in front of a live audience about the embarrassment, shame, and for lack of a better term, folly of being a dude. I'm the host, and if you're in the LA area, you should check out our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash talesofmalfolly, or our Tumblr, talesofmalfolly.tumblr.com, for upcoming event dates and times. The show has been produced by The Hatbeard Company and The Knights Young, and presented in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Los Angeles. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course, always right here on the Extra Credit Network. Also, if you've got a story that you'd like to tell in spoken or written form, email us at talesofmalefolly at gmail.com. All right, enough chit-chat. On with the folly. James A. Casta is one of Britain's brightest young stand-up comedians, and in January, he joined us at our 12th show in annual Follypalooza, sort of by accident. It just so happened that at the time, James was in the States, and one of his U.S. reps found me on Facebook and asked if there was room in the lineup. I hesitated. My initial concern was this. James is traditionally a stand-up, and, well... I won't waste all of our time here with the diatribe about the very clear delineation between stand-up and the style of performative storytelling we do at Tales of Male Folly. But suffice to say, I had the balls to worry about whether or not he was going to get it. Well, guess what? He got it. He so got it. He got it so good and fit in so well that I want to take full credit for his appearance myself, but I can't. So to his reps, Chris and Jordan, and most of all, to James, we couldn't be happier to log this story as a tale of male folly. Shall we get on with the folly? My story, uh, it won't surprise you, takes place in England. You might have heard of it. We're the ones who fucked everything up first. Copycats. You little copycats. Uh, well done, though. You won. So well done. I mean, that's, that was good. We, uh, we thought we got it sewn up real early. You guys were like, you call that 2016? <laughs> this is 2016. And I was like, cool, I hope this carries on all year. And it did, didn't it? What a year that was. Was, like we're out of the woods. <laughs> How cocky that comment. Um, this is uh, it's a few years ago. I just moved to London. Uh, I'm not from London originally. I'm from a little, little town where nothing happens called Kettering. Um, if you want to know where, what kind of a place Kettering is, um, I was born there and I've never felt welcome. 
that's, that's where I am from. And strangely, gravitated towards stand-up comedy as a result. So um, I just moved to London, and I I uh, I had never. I didn't used to drink at all for no reason whatsoever. I just didn't drink. And uh, then when I was about 25, I started stand-up comedy. And it might be a coincidence, started drinking. So um, <laughs> pretty a, a lot as well. Like proper drink, like British drinking, not what you guys do. Um, don't worry, it's cute when you guys get drunk. It's nice and we think it's adorable. But um, we leave it to the pros. We, we get smashed. And... Uh, I, I was out, I just got, went through a phase of like getting drunk all the time. Uh, it was one time when my friend Nish got, he, he ate 20 chicken nuggets, and, um, which is a lot where I'm from. And uh, <laughs> normally when I tell people that back home, they can't believe it. I said that to you guys, and you went, oh yeah, what's that, Tuesday? What's that? Yeah, yeah. 20 chicken nuggets? Good old Nish. Sounds like a good guy. Um, <laughs> he had 20 chicken nuggets and we all made fun of him for a long time. We called him Nishi 20 Nugs. That was fun. <laughs> I don't regret calling him that to his face. And, uh, and then I got, I, got, I got smashed one night and I misremembered what had happened with Nish and I thought that everyone thought that when he ate 20 chicken nuggets, it was cool and that we all respected him. And so I went drunkenly and got 20 chicken nuggets and filmed myself eating them while telling Nish to fuck off in between each nugget. <laughs> it's like a really long video of me doing it like I've won. And I forgot I'd done any of this until I was, I was talking to a girl at a bar. I went to show her a photo of my nephews in order to look cool. And this video came up and I was like, I don't know what that is. And then she pressed play and we watched that for 15 minutes. <laughs> She was like, how long does this go on for? I don't, I don't know, I can't remember. But I got a bad feeling I'm about to eat 20 of them. Because I'm cussing Nish in it, so... It's probably 20. And one night, I've been out for a friend's birthday, and it's a friend who... Uh, he's an idiot who went through a phase of every time you bought a round of drinks, he would immediately made sure that there was uh, Jaeger bombs for every single drink as well, and I, I was doing them all night, and it was probably the drunkest I've ever been, and I, I was on the night bus home, and I don't know if you've been to London, the night bus uh, runs all night and is an asylum on wheels. <laughs> it's not a nice place, and I never want to be on one ever again, as long as, oh, Uber has completely changed my life. I, I now have no money, but I don't anywhere near getting as many fights. I, I was, this night, night buses are horrible all the time and normally I would be sober on the night bus and I would sit at the back and I'd just be quiet, I'd have my headphones in and you'd see the people get on who were kind of jerks and you'd leave them alone and then you'd just get home. And the, the whole aim is just, I'm just going to get home and that's it. And this night, I was drunk but I was happy drunk which never happens to me. Normally, I'm drunk and I'm like, as soon as I realise I'm wasted, I just look around and go, fuck these pricks. And then I sit in a corner and think, I fucking hate everyone and I hate myself. And then I go home and I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning and I go, oh, what did I say to everyone? And this night, I was just happy and I felt great and I felt good about myself. And I was sitting on this bus and there's a, a, a lady sat next to me and I, 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 I turned to her and I was like, how about this bus? Which isn't... It's not a conversation starter in any, any way, even where I'm from. It's 
not what you say. How about this bus? And she, she said, why are you talking to me? <laughs> Which to this day, I don't have an answer for. If you said it to... I could speak to... You should try it sometime. Anytime anyone talks to you, say, why are you talking to me? They won't have an answer, no matter what. They'll go, do you know what? I've never thought about it that way. I'll leave you alone forever. Why am I talking to anyone? It's kind of selfish when you think about it, but I, I kind of looked out the window. I was still happy. She said, she said, why are you talking to me? And I was like, ha! And then kind of like... Just looked out the bus window, I was still happy. I was thinking, this is great, and just thinking how great getting drunk was. I was like, oh, Jager bombs are the best, this is great. And then uh, we stopped at this stop, and ten guys, I, I was probably about 27 at the time, ten lads were like 19, just ten of them got on the bus, and they're wearing like, you know, really ironed shirts that are like real tightly buttoned up, and they all look exactly the same, like replicas of each other, and they've all got chips in their hands, uh, uh, fries. <laughs> and, and they're walking on, they're fucking, and they take over the bottom deck, I'm on the bottom deck, and they don't sit down. They all stay standing up, but they spread out throughout the whole bus. And normally I hate these kind of people, they're, they're shouting at each other across the bus, Aah! it's that all the time, just Aah! Aah! at each other. And everyone's there, and everyone else is just headphones in and looking out. Normally, I'm the headphones guy, and that's all. And I'm thinking, like, I always sit there thinking, I hope there's a tough guy on the bus. I hope there's some tough guy who can get up and sort these pricks out. <laughs> I think that normally in my head. I don't normally go, no, I think it's me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. What, are there ten of them? I'm pretty spindly. <laughs> this woman hates me. I'll take them all on. <laughs> so there's one of them starts shouting really loud about his friend. He starts shouting, What's that, Alistair? No, that's not even Alistair. There's the other guy's called Alistair. He's going, What's that, Nick? You, you want to suck a dick? Shouting that really loud. You want to suck a dick? Hey, everyone on the bus, Nick wants to suck a dick. And that's the point. I'm like, I hate this guy. Hate him. Can't believe he thinks it's okay to shout that. And his friend says, shut up, Alistair. So then I say, out loud, thinking this was funny, by the way, and bearing in mind I'm a professional comedian. His friend says, shut up, Alistair. And I went, yeah, Alistair, you're going to watch your mouth. That was a joke in my head. That was the setup and the punchline of an entire joke. Yeah, Alistair, you want to watch your mouth. And all ten of the lads stop eating their chips, they look at me, and then they just carry on with what they're doing. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, um, some of you in my position might think, what, a narrow escape. <laughs> I'll probably just shut up and go home now. I was like, there's no way I'm not doing this for the rest of the journey. <laughs> Apparently there are no repercussions. 
So, every time Alistair shouts something on the bus, I mean every time, I shout something back in return. At one point, he went, there's too much sauce on my fucking chips. And I went, classic Alistair. <laughs> Real loud. Just like I knew him by that point. I knew this was something he would do. And at this point, I think when I shouted classic Alistair, it'd be about, I'd, I'd done this about five or six times by this point, and the lady who's next to me, who had previously told me to fuck off, turns to me and kind of says, you should stop talking. <laughs> Which, what a 360 from her, because, like, she is completely just... At the beginning, it was, why are you talking to me? And now it's like, do you know what? Why are you talking to anyone? You should stop talking to him. Talk to me some more. Don't talk to that guy. She went, you should stop talking. And I'm just still happy. I'm still feeling good. And I went, why? Why stop talking? I'm not scared of Alistair. He looks about 16. And that, weirdly, was the straw that broke the Alistair's back. Because... <laughs> He just he walks over to me, he walks right up to me, he's standing over me, I'm sitting down. He goes, what the fuck did you say to me? And now, some of you at this point might go, okay, now I've gone too far. At this point, you ought to remember, I was even happier than before because I've been, I've been looking up to this guy for the last like 10, 15 minutes. I've been a fan of his work. <laughs> really enjoyed everything he's done. And he's finally paying attention to me. And I'm like, this is amazing. So he goes, what the fuck did you say? I went, I said you look 16, Alistair. Just really like sharing it. Ah, that's what I said. And he went, I'll show you who looks 16. And I went, how are you going to do that? <laughs> so I lined up a bunch of people. He goes, he looks 16. He looks he's 16, but he's actually 14. He's, he looks older than he is. He's... Did a whole example of what he would do. And he went, no. I'll tell you what I'm going to fucking do. I'm going to grab you by your fucking teeth, drag you out of this bus, slam your head on the curb, I'm going to stamp on your fucking eyes. This monologue from Alistair went on for like about five minutes. It got more and more violent the more it went on. And up until that point in my life was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. I couldn't stop laughing. Like, he kept on saying all this stuff about what he was going to do to me, and I was doubled over, I was laughing so hard. Properly laughing like this, which only... I thought only cartoon characters did that. I was like... Really laughing about it. To the point where I'm laughing so much that one of Alistair's mates steps in, puts his hand on Alistair's chest, and goes, Alistair, you might want to back off. This guy looks crazy. <laughs> And when he said that, I added to that by saying, yeah, Alistair, you don't want to mess with me. I'm from the projects. <laughs> and I've not changed that for an American audience, by the way. That is verbatim what I said. In England, most people don't know what the projects are. That's not a thing in England. It's not, no one knows what the projects are. I've watched Boys in the Hood and enough, enough American stand-ups to know what the projects are. So I said that, I think that's brilliant. 
So I turned to the lady next to me to be, to, oh, in my head, to receive the praise for the projects line. <laughs> Thought I'd turn to her and she'd go, great thing when you said you were from the projects. But instead, she was gone. <laughs> Not even there anymore. I hadn't even noticed her leave. And instead, one of Alice's friends is there. And he stood up. And then I realised they're all around me. They stood up in a horseshoe, like that. And I'm against the window, and there's Alistair, all of his friends, all around me. And there's a guy there, and there's a pole here and a pole here. And he's just holding them like this, like an angry starfish. <laughs> and I look at him, and he goes, don't you fucking look at me, you face the fucking front. And I did it. And as soon as I did it, spell was broken. I wasn't happy drunk anymore. As soon as I did it, I was like, ah. Kind of got yourself into a pickle. <laughs> they're all around me and they're all looking down at me. And I'm kind of there like that. And they're laughing. And one of the guys going, you're not so fucking smart now, are you? You're not fucking funny anymore. And I should have... I mean, I was still talking back. I don't know why I was responding, but I wasn't responding funny anymore. So he was going, you're not so fucking funny. You're not laughing now, are you? I was just going, no, I'm not. I, it's, um, I really regret everything, actually. Just out loud telling him my thought process. No, I'm not, I don't think that's funny at all anymore. I really don't think it's funny. I thought she would be there for the project was funny and she's gone. <laughs> and you're there and you're starfish. <laughs> the whole situation's pretty bad. I was like, these guys are going to kick the shit out of me. <laughs> I've got to do something. I've got to get out of this somehow. Now, I'm going to tell you how I got out of it. And I want you to know going in that it worked. It's important to me that you know that. Because it doesn't sound like the smartest idea. When I tell you what it is, you'll be like, there's no, it worked. Just so you know, it worked. I faked getting a phone call. Now, which I, to this day, I don't know if they bought it. Because like, you know, I acted like it was vibrating. And I got it out of my pocket, but it's, it's not lit up or anything. It's clearly not ringing. But I got it out and I started talking on the phone. And I started saying, yeah, no, there's about 10 of them. Yeah, oh yeah, bring that guy. Yeah, but look, I'm rallying my troops. Like, they haven't said they're gonna beat me up. I'm like, fuck, fuck a fight, let's have a war. How's that sound? Bring him, bring him, I'm like, I'm on the 29 bus. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, no, I'll be there in five minutes, absolutely. Now, I'm doing all that talk, while I'm doing that, it's enough to distract them. Just enough. They start, one of them goes, the starfish goes to me, who are you fucking talking to? And I had enough confidence to still go. <laughs> Carry on. The chat to someone who's not there. And then they start talking to each other and being like, what's this fucking guy? 
So it gets to the next stop. I can see the doors of the bus underneath the arms of the starfish. I can see them. And it stops. The doors hiss open. And, and as, as I hear them beep to close, I leap like a salmon. <laughs> you know what I mean by like a salmon, right? Like, like with just leading with my head <laughs> under his arms. His arms are there. Now I managed to somehow, with my body just completely like that, just kicking with my legs in the air, under his arms, propelling myself towards the door. As I'm going towards the door, I distinctly remember a foot, and I don't know how this happened, a foot coming up at my head and me somehow avoiding it in the air. In my memory, my drunken memory, I just made it through the doors as they were closing. I land the other side, the doors close, and here's a picture of a man who's not learned his lesson. Just went... <laughs> They're there! <laughs> and the bus stopped literally ten seconds down the road at, at, at the next stop, and I had to leg it. But uh, that is the closest I've ever come to a fight. <laughs> Luckily, I survived. It still, still scares me talking about it now. Uh, thank you for listening to me. See you. Our live show, Tales of Male Folly, is performed every other month at the Virgil Bar in Los Angeles at 5419 Santa Monica Boulevard. It's produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, and all promotional material is designed by Alex Cadet. Our podcast, Tales of Male Folly, will be released twice a month, featuring one story per episode. It's hosted and produced by, again, me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. For more new episodes of Tales of Male Folly and other great podcasts, subscribe to the Extra Credit Network. And one final note, next time you're browsing the web, stop by www.talesofmalefolly.com, our new, currently updating website. It has all our live show and podcast information, upcoming event dates and times, and links to all the folks that we work for, with, and alongside. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.